listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I'm not I'm not really a person that likes to spend a lot of time talking about what other people are making or what other people are doing in their careers. It's really none of my business. I don't watch other people's bag. I'm not worried about other people's bankroll, what they're investing in. I'm not worried about how other people feed their families and children and all of that stuff. I'm not that's not my game. I was just talking to one of my friends. And I have to agree, there's so much there's so much negative energy on social media at times. Rather, we're making fun of each other for political reasons, religious reasons, race reasons, body shaming reasons, income reasons, what we're driving, how we look, what we can wear, what type of shoe collection we have, all of that stuff. There's a difference between promoting yourself and actually demotivating other people that may not be in the situation that, that you're in. And I, and like I said, I'm not I'm not that guy that's really concerned about what other people do. I don't I don't this show is not about I've talked about Joe Button because it was a national story. I talk about Kevin Samuels because it's a national story. I don't like what either of them are about. But for the most part, unless you're the devil like Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram or to a, uh, a lesser extent, Candace Owens, unless unless you're someone that's telling me that systematic racism doesn't exist and never has existed in the United States and that everyone's on a level playing field, unless you're a paid misinformation or disinformation agent, I'm, I'm generally going to keep my mouth shut because people do. What they do is said, I don't agree with what Kevin Samuel says about women, but you're the one that called you waited an hour to talk to him so he could tell you that you're fat and worthless. That's that's a you problem. That's not his problem. He's just doing what he's doing. He looks like he's living pretty good to me. He's got nicer suits than me. I didn't like him when Joe Button F-bombed his crew. I, I, I thought that it was kind of appalling, but it's one of the best shows in the country. He has many more listeners and infinitely more popularity and relevance than me. So who am I to really go on a rant? But I saw something and I'm a, I'm a product of ESPN radio. I started really my public terrestrial radio career on ESPN in Philadelphia on 16 sports, which is now owned by the black information network in Philly, taking calls about Kaepernick, taking calls about Carson Wentz as a rookie interviewing people from Philly like Freeway, Gilly the Kid, and Neef Buck, and Shiz Lansky, all those type of guys. So I know what's going on a little bit on the back end on the ESPN radio side, being at such a, a large platform in a, in, a, in a large metropolitan area to be on ESPN radio. And you have this story, two stories that came out of ESPN. The one that everybody's buzzing about 
is Rachel Nichols. So Rachel Nichols made some disparaging comments about one of of her colleagues and it was a real it was just a real cluster. She was talking about Maria Taylor, who's younger. Maria Taylor is like a goddess. She's six two. She's gorgeous, radiant skin. And basically to paraphrase, ESPN has been putting this younger, very beautiful black woman. It's been a little bit eating into Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols is an OG and 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 this younger woman who's just unbelievable has an unbelievable aura is getting a lot of time she made some private comments to someone who taped her how that got public i don't know i don't have time to look into it because i don't care that's not really the arc of the story but she's basically saying hey i don't want this person to cannibalize my time and are they are they giving her charity because she's black you know stuff like that I, I didn't, from what I heard, I didn't really see racism. I saw really more someone saying, hey, this younger person's coming for me. I want to keep my job. I think Rachel, Rachel Nichols is maybe like 47 or 48. People ripped Rachel Nichols on social media. They called her ugly. They called her racist. Called her all of these different type of things. It was actually, what I saw was much more toxic of how people responded to Rachel Nichols in a private conversation that wasn't made public. You have a right to have a private conversation, whether I like the genesis of that conversation or not. It was made public. People use, because this is LeBron's, one of LeBron's advisors or Rich Paul's advisors. People use LeBron as clickbait as if LeBron was a part of the story, which he had nothing to do with the story. But his face was plastered on the headlines on a lot of places as if LeBron James orchestrated this. And I don't know, you know, women in the industry, I know that in healthcare, which is my industry, women don't get paid fair. And I know that they don't get titled fair. And I know that women have to scrape and scrap and claw and glass ceiling their way through to have a career. There's a lot of sexual stuff going on where people are, are, are trying to, to get in your pants and all of this stuff. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've tried to equalize it when I've been in positions to do so. Even more difficult for black women. So whether it's woman on woman, black on white, all of that stuff, I don't know. I don't know about that side of the culture, and I'm not going to speak on it. But that's the first story that's really been a national prominent issue. The second story, also out of the four-letter network, is I don't know how recent this was, but it was just brought to my attention that Stephen A. Smith was quoted saying that I wake up in the morning with two thoughts in mind how to make my boss more money, and how to get some of it. And when I read that, I was like, this couldn't be true. This has to be This has to be an April Fool. This has to be a joke. This has to be a spoof for boondocks. Like when Huey, I mean, when Riley was wearing Tim's and, and dribbling through people and sham godding people and abusing everyone with the, with the AM1 ball handling skills, but he couldn't shoot. So he'd pull up to shoot, and he would shoot it over the basket but but it's a spoof, right? It's not it's not real. There's no way that he really could have said that. But then I went much to my personal chagrin. I actually saw him say that. I I was hoping that it was CGI, but he did actually say that on a podcast. And when I saw that, the first thing I said, I was like, man, this guy is an absolute clown. 
But I was like, that's Stephen A. Smith, man. He's the face of sports in the United States. I'm just, I'm just some scrub doing an hour a day of radio. So who am I to call Stephen A. Smith a clown? And then I thought about it some more, and I was just like, I'm more saddened by that mentality than offended by that mentality. And I think both with him and Rachel Nichols and what's going on, I know that she was removed and won't be covering the NBA Finals and and Maria Taylor and all of this stuff. I'm doing something I don't usually do. But ESPN's business model is trash. I don't like to diss ESPN. I don't like to diss anybody else. But ESPN's business model is trash. They have a model. They think they think that the, the Mickey Mouse label is bigger than you. ESPN was built on Linda Cohn. ESPN was built on Chris Berman. ESPN was built on Stuart Scott, rest in peace. ESPN was built on Kenny Mayne. ESPN was built on Dan Patrick. ESPN was built on Keith Olbermann. ESPN was built on NFL primetime. And over the years, ESPN moved into more of a model where they feel that they can manufacture the news and they can manufacture with anyone. Now, I've said as a kind of analogy, I said that my idol and hero, Pete Rock, is such great of a producer that I could go, I could go gold over Pete Rock beats. You put anyone flowing over Pete Rock beats and it's a classic. And ESPN kind of thinks it's the, the same way. They feel that they can they can interchange anyone in. And that's their business model. They don't want to pay top dollar. They let people walk. They let inferior talent get in. And 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 this is I don't usually talk about people's bag, but I do want to say Stephen A. Smith, I believe, makes eight million dollars. I think that's his last public contract. I don't know what other money he gets under the table. Stephen A. Smith makes eight million dollars. Stephen A. Smith should make fifty to a hundred million dollars. Stephen A. Smith is a stern talent. He's a Limbaugh talent. He's a Hannity talent. He's a Glenn Beck talent. He's the equivocation of all of those people in the sports world. Stephen A. Smith does get up frequently. He does first take. Every day, he has his own show at night. He had a radio show. He covers the NBA. Every big event, Stephen A. Smith's there. He has eight jobs. He's like, hey, man, on in living color to make that $8 million a year. What if Stephen A. Smith and people like even Rachel Nichols, what if Stephen A. Smith, who has money, what if he went solo and formed his own company? Why can't Stephen A. Smith have his own show independent of ESPN? Why can't people like Rachel Nichols, people, you see what Jamel Hill has done. She's had a lot of success in, in her own solo run. And that's why I'm, I'm talking about this, not to talk as much about Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor and racism or girl on girl or whatever's going on, glass ceilings, or Stephen A. Smith, and the fact that he really looked like a yes, a boss man when he said that, that's not really the story here. The story is in 2021, you don't really need ESPN. Why not own the own platform? You're Stephen A. Smith. You are ESPN. You're bigger than ESPN. 
they need you more than you need them. If Stephen A. Smith had his own podcast and studio, I'm sure he has millions of dollars. If he invested in a studio, if I could have Paragon 7 Studios, Stephen A. Smith, much richer, much more talented than me, could have his own studio, distribute the content himself, and make all the money. Or at least have a joint venture and make half. And that is the story to me, especially in the black community. We have to get into the mindset of ownership. If you're making eight to $10 million, that's a lot of money. That's top 1% money. But if you're worth $100 million and your talent, you're losing $90 million a year. And unfortunately, a lot of people just don't think like that. ESPN, in many cases, is a cesspool. You know, I call Memphis a cesspool. I call my hometown of Camden, New Jersey a cesspool. I've called Compton a cesspool. ESPN is a cesspool and a sex pool, if you've ever heard or read any of the autobiographies there. You don't need ESPN and Fox News and CNN and all these, these channels anymore. If you're talented, if you're elite, like the names that I've mentioned, why, why swim around with the, with the algae? <laughs> why, why swim around with the, with, with the muck and the mire that is ESPN? Why not go solo? Why not invest in yourself? Because these people, when you see people making six, seven, eight, ten million $10 million a year, they're bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars. And I get it that if you're a sideline reporter, maybe you'll have to tolerate some of those things. But these are elitely talented individuals. And I talk about this all the time. They've been sold by society and by these big corporations that they, that, that they need to, to suckle at the teat. I said teat. I don't think I'll get bleeped. They have to suckle for sustenance from these larger organizations. And just the fact is, that's just not true. Look at Dan Lebertard. Dan Lebertard got $50 million for his show from FanDuel, man. He's making $3 million a year on ESPN. There's so much more money, so much more bag out there. Look what Gilly's doing. Look what Fat Joe's doing. Look at what people are doing. And so that's my issue, especially the black community. You see people like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is just as important to Americana as Hannity or Stern or Limbaugh. He's in that category. And when you think like an owner, you become an owner. When you think like an employee, you say things like, I wake up in the morning trying to figure out how to make my boss more money and to get, quote, some of it. Lance J. Show. <laughs> James Lewis. Quote, 
fame in flat earth world is not without its pitfalls. However, as Sergeant Standing, um, Sergeant is, is the last name of one of the individuals that's organized this convention. As Sergeant Standing in the UK movement demonstrates, he was booked to speak at several conferences before he gave interviews to the BBC and Good Morning Britain, in which he espoused his belief that Earth exists under a dome like a snow globe. <laughs> I can never get through this segment. These interviews reflected, quote, badly on the community. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I'm going to keep it 100. I really don't care if the world is fair. <laughs> Flat, I think, round, I, square. I, 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 just, I just, you know, you wake up every day. You breathe every day. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. U.S. Hunger is embarking on a new initiative that will reshape the healthcare panorama. Having shipped food to over 150,000 homes, they are aligning with Medicare Advantage plans to enhance quality, risk adjustment, and star ratings. Many individuals who struggle to manage chronic illness, such as diabetes, hypertension, and COPD, also live within food deserts. U.S. Hunger provides healthy nutrition to families and communities. To hear more about our Food is Medicine program, go to ushunger.org. That's ushunger.org. We have rules and regulations here, and you fuck it every one of them. because I don't care about them. State, the Ohio State University, got the number one commit, JT Tumialuo, five-star defensive end committing to the Ohio State University. I'm, I'm getting my, my not-so-humble brag on. How does that taste Ann Arbor Community College? Good luck stopping him and... Um, Ohio State has the number one quarterback. They have the number one defensive end. They're putting up. They're putting up Nick Saban type numbers. I mean, their their recruiting game is way way out there. They're basically getting everybody. They're going into California. They're going into Florida. They're going into Texas. They're basically getting whoever they want, and. Ann Arbor Community College and Jim Harfraud, I can't wait because you because you quit. You didn't want to play. You 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 had a fake COVID outbreak, so you wouldn't have to play Ohio State last year and get that forty five piece hung on you. But but the forty five piece often like we talk about on the on the health side of the show that hey, if you ignore, if you have high blood pressure or or heart failure symptoms and you ignore them, they're not going to go away, right? If you have HIV, it's not going to go away. It's better to get treated for it. Ohio State's not going away, Ann Arbor Community College. We're still coming to thrash that arse. 
So you could put off your beat down another week, another month, another year, but but rather rather it's in the horseshoe or rather it's in the big house, which I like to call the little house. That beat down is still coming. You're still going to get hammered by Ohio State. Quinn Ears, that's the, the top-rated quarterback that I was talking about. Jack Sawyer, the defensive end. These are people that aren't even going to start next year. These are guys that are guaranteed to play on Sundays. They're a redshirt or be backups. Ohio State has guys that, that, that are NFL pro bowlers five, six years down the, down the line. They're special teams gunners for Ohio State. Michigan can't even keep a quarterback. People can't transfer away from, from, from Coach Khaki fast enough. Someone DM me there was like, why don't you ever talk about Tennessee? You said you're in Tennessee now. Why don't you ever talk about Tennessee Volunteers football? My answer was like, have you ever seen how bad Tennessee Volunteers football is? That's why I don't talk about them. Your your list of coaches and ineptitude is one embarrassment after the other. It's it's embarrassing to watch to to watch what's happened to the checkerboard orange, a program that back in the T Martin Peyton Manning days was an elite program that's become the ninth, eighth or ninth best program in the SEC when you have that beautiful stadium, you have that beautiful tradition, you have those beautiful uniforms, and you're not able to get a sniff of the SEC East, which is why I don't talk about them, because I don't want to bore my listeners outside of the Nashville market to death so so that they crash their cars out of boredom and falling asleep at the wheel while they're on their lunch break going to Chick-fil-A. Speaking of Chick-fil-A, it has nothing to do. I'm all over the board today. I need Chick-fil-A. I know that they built their brand on service and they they have service with a smile, but when did going to get an eight-count nugget pack with Polynesian sauce, when did that become crossing the border over into Canada or Tijuana? Why does it take 45 minutes to go through all of those cars at Chick-fil-A? Doesn't that mean that you need to make more Chick-fil-A's? I know that maybe there's some type of, 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 of zip code arrangement. You can't have a Chick-fil-A back-to-back. If you get a Chick-fil-A, I don't know, you get a 10-mile geographic radius or something like that. But I just wanted, I just had a hankering for a kale salad. And I literally, when I lived in Seattle, was going into Vancouver it's been easier for me. They have all of these checkpoints and this this canopy and all of these people walking around. Like I'm waiting for the guard dogs. It's literally become checking into Niagara Falls or going over into Quebec or going over into Vancouver or or going in. Like you could get you could go to Fort Hancock to get into Mexico and get over there in like 10 minutes. It's 30 minutes. I love my spicy chicken sandwich. And you throw, you throw, you throw a little bit of, of, of pepper jack cheese on that, but I don't love it enough. I don't love it enough to wait 45 minutes. I mean, you guys like the Roman Empire. You, you get too big, too popular. Chick-fil-A is not that good. I'm not waiting hours and hours. I could have gone, if I wanted to wait hours and have bad service, I would go to Maggiano's or somewhere like that where I'm sitting in there forever. 
But Chick-fil-A is supposed to be fast food. It's not, I, I'd be better off just going to the local Thornton's and getting some of those warmed over nuggets. It would only take me five minutes. Like I don't, it's my lunch break. I don't have, it's 45 minutes in line. That's the entire lunch break. I have to eat the food to get back to work while I'm running up the stairs to get back to my office. But I digress. I started this take with college football. I know we're running out of time, but back to the name, image, and likeness. I just, I just love that people are cashing in. There's so many people that have cashed in. I don't have all the names in front of me, but quarterbacks, prominent people around the country cashing in on the name, image, and likeness. And there's so many racist, mostly white males that are in sports talk radio whose heads are exploding and the, and the, 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 the brain, the cerebrum and cerebellum, the cerebral cortex is oozing out of the ears because these people, I tell you one thing, man, we love free market. I've said this before. We love free market capitalism in the United States, but we don't like it when we see black men taking advantage of it. We hate that. We hate to see women take full advantage of it. God forbid that Cardi B and Megan V stallion could put their own assets. I like the way I said that on display and not have to go through some third party is taking 90%. We're not getting pipped out. We're putting our own assets on display. Well, God forbid that they do that. That's disgusting. That's appalling. Um, when Biggie did that to little Kim, Oh, that's art. It's classic art. We all had the poster, little Kim poster, a hardcore poster. I know I had that next to my bed in college. We had to see that these young men, and ultimately young women are able to go out and sign deals. So I, I spent a lot of, I spent a lot of the last week listening to people. This is the stupid take that people are doing now. It's like, well, we have to teach these young men that are coming in. What if those people, they're not, they're only 19. They're, they're not ready to make millions and millions of dollars. It should be put in some type of trust fund. What is it? What is it any business of yours? Just because when you were 19, like me, you were mowing lawns for 12 bucks an hour. You were waiting tables at Olive Garden and Applebee's for less than 12 bucks an hour and tips. Just because you didn't have any talents and skill sets that had any value and could generate any revenue. Who are you to tell Master P's son what he should do with his millions? If he wants to go out and buy a couple of G-Wagons or a Ferrari or a Lambo, that's his business. It's free market capitalism. Somebody signed him because they can make money off of his image. Then, then the next one is, well, it's just not a team-oriented sport. It's all about the team. It's about the, the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back of the jersey. If you have people that are making all of this money, the other team is going to the other teammates are going to be jealous and they're going to become a locker room cancer. Man, miss me with all that foolishness. You are jealous because you don't want to see young black people make money. You feel that you're the only person entitled to make money. None of us bad at eyelash. Our, our former president of the United States, this isn't a Trump bashing. He was great at making money, doing whatever he wanted to do, whether I liked it or not. He was a revenue generating money machine. Now, he's also a bankruptcy machine. But people have a right to make money. Everyone has a right 
to make money. Even people who I think are scum and detest like George Zimmerman have a right to make money off of their image. This is just a cry out of pure jealousy and continues to show where we are in society. I mean, I think that the next shoe to drop on this with the NCAA, you're going you're gonna to have the boys. Don't let Rich Paul get a hold of some of these people because there's going to be a collective bargaining agreement. People are going to figure out, oh, there's a lot of money in the TV contracts too. Let's get our percentage of that also. Lance J Show. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is your boy Rampage, first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. Learn more about group insurance benefits with Engage It Health. Call to speak to an advisor today at 832-219-5829. Tell them that the Flatbush King sent you.